What's up, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On. We are going to talk uh, Coach's Corner. We got Coach Anderson on breakdown film of a couple of the recruits from his perspective in his eye, plus talk about that new receiver hire and what it might mean for the staff and recruiting. All that and more in today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers. Welcome to everything we're doing here. Thank you for making one of us here or making us one of your first listens every single day. I really, really, truly do appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Lockdown College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Let's get coach on. Let's get a coach corner. We didn't do one last week. Been itching to get some smarter perspective back in this room. Um, I want to start here. Receivers coach has been hired. Kenny, I, we talked about it, Justin, on a previous show, uh, but I wanted kind of your perspective on a couple things. First of all, what do you think of the hire, uh, how it changes the staff dynamics potentially? And then also something Justin and I touched on, are there certain positions where ideally in a perfect world, you have a great coach who is also a great recruiter at every single position? That doesn't happen in real life. Are there positions where, and his receiver, one of them, recruiting is just more important than coaching? Yeah, I, I really like the hire. I think he's the right kind of guy for the staff, uh, you know, age wise, uh, you can see everyone talking about as he's left, the one thing he left Arkansas, everyone's like, the reason why I went to Arkansas was because of coach Guyton and with young players to have a guy like that, that they can look up to build a rapport with. That's really important. And it's, I think what coach Brown tried to do, I, I don't know if it worked. We don't know. I, I'm not going to say yes or no, but this is the reputation that Coach Guyton is bringing in. Uh, he has experience. He's been coaching receivers since 2016. He's been with some pretty decent offensive-minded coaches, and uh, Tom Herman, uh, working under staff of uh, Skip Holtz. So he, and he has really good experience. He's also somebody that Luke Fickle knows. And, and that's the thing, you know, we, we, we were talking through, you know, who could it be? Is it going to be Jacob Peeler, who was Longo's wide receiver coach at, at UNC? It was going to be Lonnie Galloway, the other, or sorry, at uh, Ole Miss, or Lonnie Galloway, his offense, or his uh, receiver coach at uh, UNC. Fickle doesn't know those guys. And the dynamic in the coaching staff is important. And I think they brought in a guy who's a nice mix, a young guy, who he already knows and can build the rapport with the, with the players. And I think he's going to be a dynamite recruiter for us. And that's something that it, it seems like coach Brown wasn't, mm-hmm. or we had, or at least we haven't seen him to his full potential. Um, and when he was hired by Notre Dame, you know, everyone's talking about the Chicago land coaches were really excited because they had a really good rapport with him. And that's great. I would rather trade. Chicago land area for Texas, Texas. Arkansas, yeah. Georgia, the areas that, because for every, you know, Darian Dupree and Kyan Barry Johnson, there's 12 of them. Yeah. And in name your town in Texas. And, you know, the second that the ink is dry on that contract, he is making phone calls down to the woodlands and he's talking to all these guys because, that's the area that we get the talent we need. You know, as much as Coach Fickle wanted to stick in his 300-mile radius, um, there ain't athletes as many 
in in that 300 mile radius. So having a guy who can expand that coaching or that uh, recruiting base is going to be huge. Let me ask you this. I, I think people were, were a little frustrated with the receivers last year. I think that's a fair statement, right? Um, whether it's separation, whether it's drops, whether it just lack of production, lack of maybe development with some of the players throughout the course of the year. We, we had hoped maybe CJ Williams would take on a bigger role. How much of that is on a coach? Because I, I made the point with Justin. I don't think drops are on a coach. I, I, I you got to catch the ball. But what it's, is on a receiver coach? What for me, it's when you see mental mistakes, when you see players not knowing their assignment, that's on a coach. As much as you expect a player to learn it, mental mistakes is you have to be able to teach it. Uh, physical mistakes in terms of drops that that's not there is no coach like we said before there is no coaching point other than catch the ball catch the ball put your hands and, on and yeah and in to to say that you know they're not teaching them the right things well of course they are it's just sometimes it just doesn't translate or it doesn't or it very well could have been and again i don't know that i don't know um Coach Witted, I don't know anything about how he taught, thought, taught things last year, but it could have been apples and oranges, and that translation just didn't work out. I think another underappreciated aspect of why things didn't work out was Coach Brown was on the staff before Longo was. He was a package deal with Luke Fickle, and they tried to make it work. I think they had two very different approaches to receivers. And I think with Kenny Guyton, Longo was in the discussion. It's like, here are the guys I'm looking at. Could you work with them? And you know, Longo is on the phone with these guys and he's talked to, he, they vetted him. And I think that is going to be very key because he's also at some point going to probably be taking on just like uh uh, Coach Brown was, he's going to be taking on some of those uh, passing game coordinator type responsibilities. So you have to have that rapport. He got he got it and he got his offensive line coach with with Coach McNell. Uh, so I think this is a nice uh, middle ground so that the receivers are learning what Longo needs him to learn them to learn and also allows the coach to kind of do his thing. Um, but it's it's a player, it's a coach's job to present the information, to give the coaching points and to coach them up. It's the player's job to do it. So you can spend all day, all year, whatever, teaching a coaching point and they get it and they get it and they get it and they get on the field and they forget it. It happens all the time. It happens with guys you've known for five years. It's happened with guys you've known for five hours. So, And it happens from the NFL on down. It, it does. It does. And it's, you know, I think having a fresh receiver coaching is going to help. I, I, I don't think the coaching points are going to dramatically change. It, it comes down to the players. Um, just changing the coach does not dramatically change how good a team is. Um, I think we're gonna, we're seeing going to see this in the NFL. I'm like, sorry, Packer fans. Just because you fire Joe Barry at the end of the season doesn't doesn't mean automatically you're going to be the greatest team in the world, okay? Don't and that's a situation where you don't want Jim Leonard to come in because yeah, no, I agree. That there. might that might ruin some people's. Anyways, I'm getting off topic, but 
yeah, so I think we're in a good situation where, where Coach Longo was able to vet this guy. He's coming in with that kind of position that he knows what he's getting into. And he'll be able to coach up the guys how he want. But more importantly, he's going to help get the guys who could do the job better than the guys who have been there. Um, and I think that's important to see. Yeah, I want to pick up on that after we take a quick break, follow the recruiting aspect a little bit more, but then also ask you, we've talked about continuity a lot in this show, right? The impact it's had on offensive linemen, quarterbacks, you know, what is the impact if, I don't think it's as big on receivers having three different receiver coaches in three years, but I do want to ask you about that coming up next. Plus get into this recruiting class a little bit more, but first a quick break for our friends of the show over at game time. Game time is an incredible place to get all your tickets, everything you need for entertainment, everything you need to, to get going on your way to have a good family night out, a boys night out, a girls night out, whatever it is, concerts, sports, theater, comedy. It's all there on game time and the fastest growing ticketing platform in North America for a reason they remove all the difficulties about buying tickets. Like, what's my seat going to look like? Well, Game Time gives you pictures of it. How far ahead do I have to plan? Um, now with Game Time, they have last-minute flash sales. You can don't have to worry about all those logistics anymore. The best tickets, the best seats, the best prices, the best selection of venues. It's all available on Game Time. And now there is a great offer. Download the Game Time app. Create a code. Use code Lockdown College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms to apply. Again, create that account. Redeem code Lockdown College twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Game Time last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's get Coach Anderson back on, continue Coach's Corner. We do this every week. Uh, it's one of my favorite shows because I think we all get smarter because of it. I, I want to – we talk so much about continuity, man, and how the players have been done a disservice with different coaches every year, having to adjust to different coaching styles. How are receivers impacted by that? Because I, this is something we still need to touch on a little bit. I've long thought talent is more important than coaching at the receiver spot. Not that one doesn't matter in the only – but I think that is true at the receiver spot. I, I would agree. And I think when you look back at the, the, the best receiver coaches we've had at Wisconsin, uh, we don't talk so much about the technique that they taught. We talk about how well they recruited. Mm-hmm. When, when Ted Gilmore went to Michigan State, man, we're losing a, a big-time recruiter. When we lost Chris Beatty and we lost that, that Delmarva connection that we had back in the day, man, we're going to miss his recruiting. It wasn't, man, we're going to miss how crisp their receivers ran their routes. It's true. It's, it's, it comes so, so that part of it is a lot more overrated with receivers. There is a lot more, I don't want to say freelancing with receivers. It's receivers are more, you need to be at point A at this time. If you're not there, you need to be at point B. I don't care how you get there, just get there because you, because there is a, Receivers can be very different because you get so many different sizes, so many different body types where 
steps and footwork change because a guy who's 6'4 runs a route differently than a guy who's 5'8. And so there's a little bit more freedom. Uh, and receivers are given that freedom. I think the issue we had this year is there was a lot of timing and the the balance between the freedom and the being to where you're supposed to be at the same at the right time didn't mesh. Um, especially based on based on the, you know, the guys we've had in the past where that wasn't as much of an issue. It was more on the quarterback to create the timing than the receivers. Now it's a lot more on the receivers to create the time because they need to be in time with the quarterbacks. So if you don't have the talent to get open, then that, that that's huge. And, and all the technique in the world is it's really hard to make up for the lack of athletic ability. Mm-hmm. And you also notice that the guys who have the best technique are tremendous athletes and they have some, something that makes them special on top of their technique, something that accentuates how good their technique is. And, and guys we had this year, unfortunately this offense, and this kind of goes down the board, it showed them at their best and it also showed what their flaws were. And like Chimray DK, you know, I'm going to miss him. Mm-hmm. He showed some major flaws this year. And it wasn't the offense that made him have flaws. It's just he was asked to do something that he physically couldn't do as well. So a real to get our offense to the next level, we need to get better players. And that is a huge reason why Kenny Guyton's here. So he can bring in better players. Again, we're talking about co- coaches like Ted Gilmore and Chris Beatty. The receivers that he brought, those guys brought in are the guys we remember. And the guys who were those receivers back in the 26, you know, Chris Beatty was a little bit farther before, but t- Ted Gilmore. Ted Gilmore, yeah. He, he brought in all those guys. I mean, n- name all the receiver- receivers in the mid in the in the the mid 2010s that's him and so before that you had what henry mason henry mason uh, and 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 yeah so there's so many guys and and not only that is like they recruited areas and they brought in not just yeah receivers um like that that kind of little stretch where we got all the, those guys from maryland and northern virginia that was chris Beatty and gilmore i mean so that's why they brought in Kenny Guyton is they want to open up Texas. They want to open up Georgia. They want, he, he was able to recruit California when he was at uh, Colorado state. So that's why they're bringing him in because they, and I think it's rightly assumed that he's going to teach them what they need to do, but he's going to bring them to the next level by bringing in better players. Yeah, and I, I mentioned this with Justin. We were talking about the defensive line a little bit, front seven. And I don't even know if this was on a show, but I said, I don't think we had anybody on the defensive line in the front seven that caused an offensive coordinator to stay up at night and try to figure out how are we going to adjust for this guy slide coverage, Chip. No. I think the same is true with the receivers. I don't think Paulingwood had a great year, like as a slot receiver. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was causing a ton of stress for a defensive coordinator to figure out how to handle him, to mm-hmm. bracket him. 
And you just need a couple of those dudes. You need one of those dudes, right? That a defensive coordinator has to try to figure out how to contain, to mitigate, to slide coverage, to double, to box them in. Yeah. And you got to get the talent to get one of those guys. And, and that's the thing. And, and, and the air rate does this where it allows you to accentuate the best players you have. And it doesn't matter. Every, every receiver can be that guy. But usually those teams, again, uh, when, when, uh, Michael Crabtree is having a killer year out there. Guys on the other side are still getting yards and they're, they're creating a semblance of balance that holds your, holds your thought just a little bit. I think Will Pauling is a perfect slot receiver in the air rate. He is that Wes Welker type. That's perfect. But how he's, how we're expecting to get yards from him is exactly what we got this year, you know, eight to 10 yard at a pop. That's that's the type of player that that position needs. So like we've been talking, we need to get that guy who can stretch on the outside, even the threat. Yeah, someone who can burn off the line, even the threat is going to help the whole offense open up. And we just we don't have that. You know, Bryson Green is a possession receiver. He kind of was at Oklahoma State. C.J. Williams is we don't know. He's not living up to what his high school film was. Mm hmm. It is what it is. You need some um, dudes. Yeah. And so so that's important. And that's why I don't think Fickle settled. He he got a guy that to fill a role that was really important to lead recruiting to get in better athletes. And I think they got I think they got a guy. Uh, how long he's gonna be there, who knows? But if he leaves, if he leaves, it's a good thing because he's done something good that caused someone else to well, want to, and that happens. For, if he leaves for a promotion, it's a good thing. It, and it's going to be like I like I said. The only thing, the only the only negative I have in the back of my head about him is when Brian Hartline gets a head coaching job somewhere. He's next in line to be Ohio State's receiver coach. That's a promotion. Right. Which, by the you way, know, it's not a it's not a lateral move. Yeah, I was just going to say, if your receivers coach is potentially next in line to get the Ohio State receiver coach job, you have a good receivers mm-hmm. coach. Like, that's as simple as it is. And you want people like that. You want people who higher echelon programs are potentially targeting and yep. potentially like. And if, they, and if they can identify the next Kenny Guyton, that's perfect. I think I think we saw that this year. I think Devin Spaulding was – he's developing into a very good young coach. And – I, I'm 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 cool with them having a couple spots on the roster that they they bring in these young guys who can build rapports with the young players and bring in talent mm-hmm. and keep them motivated. And then if we lose them, we just know that spot we got to get that guy. Like, you know, we're we're not going to get Coach Settle coming back to coach running backs again. You know, it's not we're not getting those you know old school guys. And, I, and so. It's 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 what we need, and I think Guyton brought is bringing something that we need. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's good hire. Um, we won't have Coach Settle just because the meme machine can't take it. All the memes with the settlers walk, walking yeah. around with Coach Settle, like, well, and he's the opposite. I mean, everyone was talking about how good how good of a how good of a running back coach he was, and how terrible a recruiter he was. Yep. Um, and there you go. I mean, you can have the best tactician teacher of the game but if he can't bring in dudes the coach then you can only cover up so much by scheme 
and by coaching. Athletic yeah. ability is number one. It's flat out number one. And look, coaches will tell you that. Kirby Kirby will tell you that. Like there, he'll tell you like if we're not recruiting, we're not winning. Like it, it's mm-hmm. about talent. And then and then you also need good coaches. Like people go to extremes. Like oh, you mean you don't need coaches? No, of course you need coaching. But there's only so much you can technique out of a guy if he's not talented enough. Mm-hmm. A super talented receiver can just go win a jump ball without a ton of technique. And he yeah. can just go rip a ball down in the end zone, right? And we, we've seen that. It happens. It happens even at the NFL level. Raw players are just incredible because they're such unique athletes. All right, we do have to take a quick break here. We're going to come back. We're going to break down, put some film up of a couple of players that Coach Anderson's excited about in this class, getting into a couple of the offensive linemen. Um, I'm excited to see his take watching the film, get a little different perspective on him. That's coming up next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best sports book that I've ever used. Fast, easy, simple to use. The user interface is ridiculously easy to get into. There's so many sites I've been on where it's hard just to find the game, the player, the spread, the teaser, the parlay, the future you want. Not on FanDuel. FanDuel's like shopping at the local grocery store. You know exactly where everything is. It's simple. It's relaxing. It's easy. It's chill. That's what FanDuel is, plus all the options you want. Again, parlays, futures. I'm still on my Niners future. I think people are overreacting to one bad game from Brock Purdy. Three of those interceptions, by the way, were tipped balls. Just crazy bad luck. I'm still in my Niners future. You might be able to get it after a little bit of a dip after that Ravens game, get a little better value on it. Plus, um, over-unders, props, it's all there on FanDuel. Every sport you want to deal with as well, college football, basketball, baseball, when it starts back up, football coming into the playoffs. NBA kind of coming into the middle stretch of that season. Are the Pistons ever going to win again? They just set the NBA record for consecutive losses in a season. How is it possible to lose 27 games in the NBA when everybody's resting players? It's insane to me. 27 games in a row. Uh, so visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. It is the place we go. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And get your $150 free money line bet with a winning $5 money line bet. Okay, let's get Coach Anderson back on. Uh, let's let's break down some film, Coach. A couple of players that you said you want to talk about. Getting the Tuka is the first one. The unheralded third piece of this running back group coming in. I like a Tuka. Um, <clears throat> Uh, we're, I gonna, I think, yeah, we're gonna put the film up. We can't stop this really with how we got the setup. I'm gonna let coaches kind of talk through what he sees. Yeah, what I really like about Atuka is just how, and it's hard to gauge off of a highlight film, but how low he runs, or how low his center of gravity is, and his ability to just pound, drive the knees, and just burst. You know, he's not gonna make guys miss, and he doesn't need to. And, and that's and that's rare, especially in this day and age. You know, he just gets downhill. He's a one cut and get up field kind of guy. He's a thumper. You know, I, I wrote a piece uh, this week talking about with a, in a running back by committee kind of setup. You got three types. You got your every down back, your change of pace back, and your thumper. And he's a thumper, but you can see just the balance he has, and his ability to take a hit and just keep moving. And again, you see here, you know, every play is in the gun. He's used to running with the, with the right footwork and his ability to just keep his knees driving. I I really like uh, to see. And he's coming from a good program in in a good league. Good council is a good, a solid program. They play against some really tough teams uh, in, in Maryland. And. Does he remind you of anybody? I had a hard time comping him. Like, yeah, in 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 our in 
in our day and age, because he's not he's not huge. I mean, he's not like a six two, six three, you know. He runs way bigger than he is. I mean, he's thick. I mean, just right there, just him showing that he can pass protect is good enough for me. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a badger he reminds me of. I, you know, I couldn't think of one. To, to be fair, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I couldn't think of a badger. No, here. no, no. I think I think it, I think it's true. It's he's a one cut shuffle in and out type of guy. And I mean, we could say that about a lot of the guys we've had, but n- nobody we've had runs this hard mm-hmm. and r- runs with this pad level. Look at those quads. You know, we, by we, the way. Like that. Yeah, dude we is- have we we've had guys this shifty before. But not with this size, and and again, he is surprisingly fast. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I forget what his weight is, but is he what two? I think he's two twenty. Two twenty, and you know that's gonna he's gonna add add to that frame, and Maybe even a little bigger. Um, yeah, but he's and, but and he's fast for for being that big, and there show he can catch the ball. That's always good to see. So I think. He's going to be, you know, right away, he's going to find a home as a, a short yardage, low red zone type of guy. Um, you know, the runs that we're kind of seeing how he here and how he finishes runs is kind of how you wish Braylon finished a little bit more or you expected from Braylon. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's hope his, his body can, up, you know, take, well, the punishment the, that he appears to get, appears to like. The one thing I'd say with Braylon is he's not going to have the amount of carries on his body that Braylon. No, be, be and and that and that's and that's a very important thing. And I think that's important to see with how the the backfield is made up now. Is the days of the feature back are gone? That's mm-hmm. just not how it works in football. Period anymore, because so much of your offense goes down the drain when you lose the guy. So you need to get three guys to replace the carries of that one guy, even at the professional, even at the professional yep. level, you know, they're the, the feature back is going away because of how short and, and guys are going to want that because it's going to, it's going to elongate their careers. Well, let's, by limited limiting the touches is yep. actually going to help these guys elongate their career and be more productive for longer. And that's partially why they got three guys this class and what that's what they sold them on. Um, all right, let's jump into the next prospect here you want to get into. I believe this is Emerson Mandel. That's Mandel, right? Or is that Corey? Yep, that's Mandel. His his burst out of his stance for as as thick as he is is just nuts. And he's a guy that I see he can project anywheres. Like obviously in at the high school level, the big guys play tackle. And that's just how it is. He could be a killer guard for us because of just his, he's got that combinate. I mean, look how quickly he gets to the second level. This is what we were missing last year. Um, And we had guys. Yeah, he is. And again, I like that we stole him for PJ. I mean, that, that, that's the number one thing right there, but how he, he finishes his blocks and he lets the guy know that he blocked them. You know, he's got that nasty streak. But his athleticism for being that big is key. And it shows that it is very possible to be big and athletic. You know, refri- the refrigerator type players are, yeah. again, the game is changing. 
And the you have to get players who are built for that more. And, you know, he's he big, he's strong, but he could play anywhere with athletic ability. I was super impressed, man, by the fact that he's – I saw listed weights anywhere between 310 and 325 for him. But mm-hmm. He's carrying weight and moving really well. A lot of times yeah. at the high school level, the guys that move like that are like 260. Yeah, and and that and that was another thing that I like about. I don't know if it's a change in how they the, how they're looking at uh, linemen now. Is the guys they're bringing in are pretty close to being college weight already, mm-hmm. and we don't have to hope that they are going to put on 30, 40 pounds to be ready. I couldn't agree um, more. I there, love that. So. And I think that's important because every now and then that guy, do, it, it doesn't work. Like I remember Kevin Estes. Yeah, that's, that's a guy you know, brought up and I said the same thing, Kevin Estes. Four, big, big time four-star recruit, got him out of California, yep. and he could not put on weight. Yep. You know, for everything he, he tried, he couldn't put on weight. And at least with guys like this, okay, he's 300 pounds already. He can prove that he can move, and that's without an elite strength and conditioning program, nutrition program. Like he's going to keep that athleticism and he's going to gain weight. Let's jump into our next guy because I want to see if I can get through these three offensive linemen you want to talk about. But you and I are on the same page with Mandel. I love Mandel. My only question is there's literally no clips of him pass blocking. I think the physical skills are there, but it would be nice to see. And and that's why I think he might move inside early is some of that will be taken off his, uh, his plate and he can just be, quick inside and it's not going to be so much about you know horizontal movement it's going to be more about lateral movement which he knows already knows how to do right, let's get into one of my favorite i love this. i love this kid i love ryan Corey's film i've talked about it i have him as one of my most underrated prospects in this class i love ryan Corey. and again he's another guy where again it's a highlight film but to see guys like this how he's so can, can we can we see the difference I like, I hope people are seeing the difference between like, you can be nasty, you can be physical and you can be fast. Like our, our linemen this year are physical. They are nasty. They're slow. And so many of the runs that we could have had this year were because we couldn't get guys up to the second level. But you can see here, even as just a little thing like that, the fact that he can get that quickly upfield. And we could see him pull mm-hmm. and finish. It's, I mean, this is stuff we do in here, outside zone blocking, getting up, keep climbing, and he finishes. He finishes and, everything. And, yeah, and that's what we need. And you can see he's playing both sides. He's playing he's playing right, he's playing left. I, I think he could project as a center. Um, doesn't hurt that he's aggressive and can play defense. I mean, obviously he's not going to play front. But again, it just shows – his quickness and his strength. You know, he's a, he's a way more technical as an offensive lineman, like, like most guys are. And when you, when you let him play defense, then it's just athletic ability. We let that first step. And we, we don't have that on this team. And it's why some of these more heralded um, linemen haven't been playing is they're just not quick enough. And they're, they're just not athletic enough. And you have to be in modern football. Well, let's let's talk about one of those guys, uh, another athletic guy they're bringing in. Let's let's pull up Kevin Hay with a four-star tackle. Uh, Wisconsin beat a bunch of blue bloods for. 
Um, this is somebody Rajiv is super high on. Had him number two on his prospect list. Oh, again, it's like I, I want. I, I encourage people to go back because you can find all this on Huddle. Go back and look at some of our current guys' high school film. You know, they're not moving like this. I mean, the, these guys are moving like faster than tight ends used to back when back in the day. And, you know, he and again, Haywood's another guy who he's already almost college weight. Mm-hmm. He's what, 290, something like that as a high school kid. He doesn't need and he can care. He can show that he can move and carry the weight at the same time. And so give him a they use them all the time in film here as a backside tackle puller, which mm-hmm. that's just really tough, man, at that side. But he, yeah. he's great at it. And again, it's something and we can see it's it's why these type of athletes are important and how every one of these run plays that we've seen from all three of these running back or these excuse me, these offensive linemen are stuff that we run. You know, down blocks, pulls, zone blocks, uh playing both sides of the ball. And you know, he needs to clean up his pass protection footwork a little bit, but he's an athletic right tackle. You usually don't say that. And, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe he projects as a left tackle down the, down the road. But with the way college football is changing, you need athletes on both sides. Who's your so, highest yeah, I, side of offense lineman out of this group? And you can throw a Jensen and Cumberland in there as well. Out of the, oh, the five that, that have been brought in. It's really tough. Because I think they all bring something a little bit different. That's why I bring you on. I ask you the tough question. Yeah, it's – every one of them offers something different. Um, I really really like the whole group. I I love Jensen. He's, again, he's he's a Wisconsin guy Mm -hmm. in the good ways. And that's what I like and how he moves. I think he's got great upside because maybe he's a little bit more – unheralded as, as you know, like Haywood is here. Um, but he's just as physical. He's just as strong. Um, and he's an in-state kid, an in-state kid that the previous staff didn't uh, offer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got some great upside. You know, Haywood, Haywood has NFL measurables already. He, he or he has, he, he could be on that path. Uh, Mandel is so athletic for his size. Um, the, I feel like so you're not answering the question. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's really it's because because I could make a case for all five. Um, and I, I guess you say the biggest upside are probably the lower rated guys because, well, they're already rated lower, so they can only go up. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the big, and we, we could say this and we can use many examples that we have in the program already is how many high star guys have we had that have fizzled and how many three star and lower guys have we had that have turned into something great. So all of these guys are going to have to come in and work hard. They're going to have to adapt to the college game so that the skills that they're showing here on film can translate to the next level. Some guys, it just doesn't work. Logan Brown is a backup at Kansas. Yeah. You know, and as great as Kansas has been this year, he's a five-star kid. Yeah. And, you know, Nolan Rucci might unfortunately still be a backup now that Jack Nelson is coming back. And 
sometimes sometimes stars don't translate, uh, but good film does. And I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing out of these five guys. I think they're the right type of guys that we need to transition the offensive line uh, to what they're they need to do. Um, and you can see all all five of these guys can get to the second level, and that's something that we've sorely missed because in the past the second level was the domain of the tight ends and the fullbacks, and now it's the domain of the guy coming off of the zone block. It's the guy climbing upfield on the pole. Things have changed a little bit. And I, I like I like the guys that we're bringing in a lot. That's great stuff, always. It's a good group, man. Like, it's a, it's a it good is. line group, and it was an offensive line group that they needed to bring in, quite frankly. They needed to restock the talent there. And it shows – it does show something, too, that, again, they brought five of them. Yeah. And, and and to bring in, and we brought in three running backs. And this has nothing against the talent that we have now. It's the fact that they were able to get them to buy in to the fact that you are going to be one of three running backs in your class. You're going to be one of five offensive linemen. You're already, Not only are you competing with the guys on the roster, you're competing with the guys coming in with your own class. And you, they bought in, at least so far. You know, with yeah. the transfer portal, who knows? But um, – it is easier but to get that, that but, it's a, but it's a big thing. It's and it's it shows that the I think the staff has their eyes in the right direction when it comes to recruiting. No, I love it. Uh he is Coach Anderson over the Dairy Ray. Go give him a follow. Check out his great work. YouTube, subscribe to his show. He's doing breakdowns and content all the time. Uh, for everyone listening to this show, thank you so so much. I really appreciate it. Tune in tomorrow. There should be, unless something happens, a really fun guest coming on the show. You're not gonna want to miss that. So on Wisconsin. We'll talk later. Uh, Coach, as always, this has been Coach's Corner. Appreciate your time. Anytime. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.